0: Good morning. morning. How many of you even remember there was an eclipse this week? I mean, (laughs) yeah, that seems like that was about four years ago or something like that. Uh, you know, when you go to the doctor's office and you got a two o'clock appointment, you go and you, you hope that you will be seen by four. Uh, and it's not just that. A lot of things, you make appointments, you go, you wait, you wait, you wait. That seems to be the way of the world. Well, here at Springhouse, we're going to turn that around. Because last week, we told you that there would be a back-to-school carnival, and it's going to be a blockbuster event on the 16th of September. We're moving that sucker to the ninth,
1: Because
0: <laughs> we don't want you to have to wait that long. And also because Beauty and the Beast is going to open on the 16th. So, But anyway, (laughs) but it is, it's going to be a really terrific event. And uh, I want you, if you got kids basically of any age, uh, there's going to be stuff here for them to do, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, As I was putting this series together on on hearing from God, and I came across the, um, I knew one of the weeks needed to be about hearing from God from the word and you've heard me share about that and heard me share about that and heard me, heard me share about that you've heard barbie share about it and kevin share about it and bruce share about it and you know sometimes do i hear a bell what is that that's mine <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't want. Just tell them no. Just tell them no. Good grief! All right, as I stop, I already have health insurance. Uh, okay, yeah, you've heard, and I was going to say, every now and then you need to hear a different voice, and apparently this morning. We do. And okay, look, I asked Mike Preby to come and share this morning. He's one of our elders. Would you welcome him? I'm going to go turn that
1: off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Take care of that bell thing. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're continuing with this series on hearing from God. And I will be speaking to you this morning about hearing God through his word. And I wanted to uh, pose, kind <laughs> of steal my thunder. <laughs> I wanted to pose this question to you this morning Does it do us any good to hear from God? Does it do us any good to hear from God? And I hope to answer this question in the next 20, 30 minutes that we have together this morning. Let's start with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to worship you, to give you glory that you so deserve, to give you honor and respect. Holy Spirit, we pray for your manifest presence here this morning. Illuminate your word, strengthen us, encourage us, and we would apply it to our lives for your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So yeah, Pastor Bruce uh, spoke on uh, listening and discerning. Pastor Kevin spoke on hearing God uh, through counselors. Pastor Ronnie spoke on hearing God through the prophetic. And uh, he he asked this question. He said, "Has anybody last week?" He said, "Has anybody had an audible from God?" Well, I did. It was about four years ago, and I was sitting in my bed preparing a message. I was asked to speak at a little church up in East Nashville. Good friends of ours up there. And uh, while I was working on my notes, I got an audible. And it was a still small voice, like scripture says. Heard it in my ear. And it said, Keep it open this weekend. Keep it open this weekend. And I was excited in one sense, and then in the same sense, I said, Lord, I need more information than that. (laughs) Please, give me me a little extra. I didn't get anything else. So all I could think of is, well, this church that I'm speaking at, they rent from another little church. So I was speaking at a church that met at about 11.30 or so. The other church meets at around 9 in the morning. And I thought, well, maybe that first church was going to have a baptism. And I was going to keep that baptism open, expecting a baptism that morning. I made a beeline to that baptismal when I got there that morning, and the curtain was shut, and it was bone dry. So that didn't line up with the word that God had given me to keep it open, in my mind. The only thing else I could figure out was to keep my message open at the end testimony, somebody wanted to give their life to the Lord, uh, something that God was stirring in somebody's uh, heart, knowing that that could be pretty awkward, leaving your message open at the end for anybody to say anything. But I wanted to respond in obedience to the word that God had given me. It's all I knew how to do. So at the end of my message, I I kept it open, said, is anybody here that has something on their heart? Holy Spirit sharing something with somebody that they want to share this morning, and somebody need prayer request. And in that moment, brothers and sisters, it was awkward. <laughs> it was awkward. Deer in headlights. And it seemed like it lasted for an eternity. If anybody had something to say, it wasn't my job to make them say anything. My job was to keep it open. One young man in the back finally raised his hand and said, I would like some, some prayer for work. I'm looking for a job, and prayed for him right then and there. But I left that morning scratching my head going, Lord, I'm sorry, did I, did I miss something? I, I'm sorry if I messed that up. Didn't know really what to do with it. We went to lunch with uh, my wife, Nicelle and our two kids, Nora and Roth, uh, we had a little picnic down at the 12th, uh, park down in 12 South area with Nacelle's sister. Her name is Nanette, and she's married to a Mike as well. And he's a real tall guy. He's like six four. And when they first got married, they thought they'd call him Big Mike and me Little Mike. And I said, No, 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 no. We're not. Gonna... <laughs> Let's stop that right there, right then, and there. So we've just settled on your mic and my mic, and and it's more confusing, but I'm not called Little Mike. So (laughs) So at this uh, point in time, and and Nacelle's folks were there, Prom and Norma, who some of you know. Um, At this point in our life, those that know us, this was about four years ago, we were planning on moving to Asheville, North Carolina. Fell in love with the area, and it was going to be a family move. Uh, Nanette and her Mike were going to go too. He's originally from South Carolina. <laughs> and, uh, and Prom and Norma, my in laws, were going to go too. It was a family affair, a big move. And Nanette, my sister in law, approached us at that park. And she said, Hey, um, my Mike got a job offer this week. And it's a good one. And it's here in Nashville not Asheville, and he's pretty sure that he's going to take it and he'll probably stay or will probably stay about two years. And she said, would you guys be willing to stay? Now, if you know my wife, she's a planner. She was on a mission. We've already sold our house here in Smyrna. Um, we had gone to Asheville several times to scope out the land to... Uh, check out schools and churches and where we might want to live. So Nanette said, would you guys consider staying? And Nacelle said, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, we're, we're moving ahead with the plan. Sold the house, we're, you know, we're, we're going forward with it. And I pulled her aside. I said, Nacelle, We need to keep this open. It's the same day that I thought God was giving me a word for Sunday morning. God moves in the hour and a half we have together on Sunday morning. Yes, we want Him to move. He also moves in all the other hours of the day, all the other days of the week. just need to be sensitive to His call and to His move. So we didn't go to Asheville, North Carolina. In this same time period... The same, same time we were trying to move, planning on moving, we got a word from the Lord through Pastor Barbie. Pastor Barbie got a word for Nacelle and I. And she said, when I see you guys on stage, I see the word rooted in front of you. I see the word rooted in front of you. And she said, I don't know if that means here. I don't know if that means Asheville, but wherever you go next... Wherever you land in this thing, I believe God is saying you're going to be significantly rooted into the body of Christ, into your church body. We did not go to Asheville, North Carolina, and I must say the last few years have been very fruitful and very rootful in this church body. I'm very thankful for that. Yes. Praise God. Pastor Ronnie last week also shared about hearing God through family members when he spoke about hearing God through his mom. And I thought I'd share one last story about how I've heard from God through a family member. We, uh, we go on these prayer walks every once in a while. We need to do them more than we do. But we, uh, we go to the, we have a back field at our property in Rockvale, and uh, we just walk out there and have some quiet time and pray. The kids love it. And Roth, my son, my seven-year-old, really wanted to go on a walk. This was just a few months ago, on a prayer walk. And we went out there, and I prayed, and it was his turn to pray. And his prayer was this. Jesus, thank you for loving us so much. Thank you that your presence is here. Help us to rest in you. Now, parents, you all know what your kids sound like. You know how your kids speak. You know the cadence that they speak in. And as I'm growing in the Lord and trying to mature and trying to understand how the Holy Spirit speaks, I really, truly believe that was the Holy Spirit speaking through my boy to remind me, to remind all of us, that Jesus loves us. It's so elementary. Yes, it's so foundational. And His presence is with us wherever we go and we're called to rest in Him. Pastor Bruce mentioned this scripture when he spoke a few weeks ago in Hebrews 4, 12. We're talking about the Word of God. We're not going to stand and read yet, but we will in a minute. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And I was studying this scripture and... Then I tried to pull back in Hebrews and see what this was all about in its context. In Hebrews 4, the author, we don't know who the author of Hebrews is. People have taken some guesses on. But the author of Hebrews in chapter 4 is talking about, almost all of it is talking about resting in Jesus Christ. Resting in his finished work. The author in the beginning of Hebrews says, Jesus is above the angels. Jesus is above Moses. He says, now Moses was a good man. He was answering the call of God. He was a good man. And he is not with us anymore. He's dead. He was pointing to Jesus Christ and his finished work. Jesus, Jesus has come and laid down his life for us. It's finished. You don't have to try to do it yourself anymore. And We're called to rest in that. And I go, where is the scripture? Why does, how does the scripture fit into that? Well, the beauty of the Word is that it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. And a lot of times, our thoughts and our attitudes aren't very good. But the Word, when we read the Word, the Word reads us. It reads our mail. And we go, the more we dig into His Word, the more we understand, I cannot do this by myself. We need a Savior that we can rest in. That's why it's so important to continue in His Word, to go, Yes, I need to rest in you daily. When I was growing up, I'd hear people reference this as they do today as the Word. Got to get into the Word. And I didn't understand what they were talking about. Was it just another Christianese word? But the more I've matured and understood that this is the Word of God, God inspired. God breathed word of God. So when we ask the question, how do we hear God through his word? It's kind of a redundant kind of a statement because it's his word and we need to read it to hear his word. Let's see what Jesus says about hearing his word. Now we can stand together, please, and read something from Matthew 7. Let's read together. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Therefore... is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You may be seated. So this is Jesus speaking. This is at the end of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So this is at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is wrapping up his sermon. He's landing the plane. He's saying, now you could have heard all these words, but you could be foolish if you don't apply these words. Does it do us any good to hear from God? Well, Jesus says... Yes, it's good to hear from God, but we're called to put it into practice. Put it into practice. If we put it into practice, we're like a wise man building his house on the rock. When the winds come, the storms come, the waters rise, the house will not fall with a great crash. It won't fall at all. There's a song that's, if you grew up in church or have kids, it's based on this scripture, you might, you might remember it. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. I don't remember the rest. Oh. <laughs> believe, ah, yeah. Aim down and the flesh came. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yes. And for a long time, I based my theology on that song, and I didn't. As good as that song is, I didn't check it to the Scripture that it was referencing. Because I thought in my mind, well, the wise man is the one that believes in God. But Scripture is saying, Jesus is saying, the wise man that built his house upon the rock is the one that heard his word, but then put it into practice. Jesus in this is saying, you know, you could... You could have perfect attendance on Sunday morning. You could hear some great word. You could be part of our Wednesday night classes, and we have some doozies of Wednesday night classes going on right now. Or you could be part of a small group and hear some really good word. But you could still be like a foolish man building his house on the sand if you're not taking that word and putting it into practice. It's important. Here's a story that might help drive home the point a little bit more. <laughs> you all know this one. This is the Three Little Pigs. Yes, the one little pig, he built his house out of straw. And there's a big bad wolf and he was coming, to, he was, wanted to destroy their homes. I went and checked out the nursery rhyme in my kids books and I remembered that he didn't want to just knock their house over. That big bad wolf was hungry. He wanted some bacon, man. (laughs) He wanted some pork belly in his belly. Hallelujah! So he went to that first house. That big bad wolf went to the first house made out of straw, and he huffed and puffed, puffed and knocked it over. That little pig ran to his buddy's house in the house that was built out of sticks. Big bad wolf huffed and he puffed and he blew it over. Those two pigs ran to the third house, and it was a brick. (laughs) Didn't even try that one for service. Brick house. (laughs) They went to to that house. And the big bad wolf came over there. You know how it goes. He huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed. And he couldn't blow the house down because it was made out of brick. And he didn't stop there. He went up to the chimney, tried to get down the chimney. But the three little pigs had a fire going and burned that big bad wolf's behind, and he went running the opposite way. Y'all know we have a big bad wolf that tries to knock us over and tries to knock our house down. He's the evil one, and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And let me tell you something. If you think you're being attacked by the evil one, know this. You're worth something to the kingdom. He's not going to steal something that's not worth something to his kingdom. We can be like the wise man and take his word and apply it to our lives. And when the storms come, whatever it is, if it's life or it's the devil trying to knock us over to devour us, we'll stand. Let me uh, go to another scripture talks about this same thing, about hearing His Word. James one to 22-25 says, Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the Word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, They will be blessed in what they do. They will be blessed in what they do, like Pastor Kevin taught on about surrounding yourself with counselors will lead to victory. You'll be blessed in what you do if you take His Word, remember it, and put it into practice. And I want to be very clear when we're talking about doing, doing, doing. This is not a salvation issue I'm talking about. This is for believers. This is for people that have already accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What we're talking about, taking his word and applying it, is not in order to gain his favor or to gain righteousness, or to try to attain righteousness. No, it's about doing it from a position of favor because we understand how much he's given to us and how much he's sacrificed for us. He's saying, yes, Lord, I... I trust you. You have this whole universe spinning. You have this little dirt clod of earth spinning in space. The systems that you have going on in these human bodies are amazing. Yes, I trust you and I'm going to respond in obedience to your word. I go into patients' homes five days a week, try to help get them stronger with physical therapy. They might have a knee replacement, shoulder replacement, back surgery, whatever, pneumonia, whatever can knock you back. They need to get stronger. And I go in there and try to give them a home exercise program, do my best to educate them on what it's going to take to get stronger, stay hydrated, eat properly, stay away from the things that might cause inflammation and might slow down your healing process, And I could teach them very well. And they might even recite what I've taught them. But they have to take what I've taught them and apply it. Or they're not going to get stronger. It's not going to happen. One of the pastors over at Andy Stanley's church in uh, Georgia says it like this says the word of god is like a can of paint best can of paint around premium premium but we have to open it and apply it to our lives that's when we see the beauty of it it's what it was given to us for to take it and to apply it to our lives Just a few verses before the scripture that we stood together and read about the wise man building his house upon the rock is this other scripture that Jesus is talking about. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. And that verse can get our attention as it should and go, What? I don't get it. Because right after that, he says, Now take these words and apply them to your life. I've learned to try to interpret Scripture with Scripture. One of the best ways to study his word is let Scripture interpret Scripture. And there's a verse in Nahum, a little book in the Old Testament, that says this, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. These guys in this other verse were doing significant miracles, driving out demons, prophesying. But Jesus says he didn't know them. They they weren't trusting in him. They were trusting in their own abilities. Saying, no, I got it from here, God. Thanks. I'll call you if I need you. Jesus is saying... No, trust me as you apply God's word. As you apply my word, trust me through it all. Have faith in me. Hold on to me while you apply his word. And what Jesus is talking about in the, in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, he talks about a lot of different action points. Look it up, if you will, on your own time. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, there's a lot in there. And what he's talking about is kingdom living. How to live heaven on earth. A lot of different points it talks about love your enemies, go the second mile, do good to please God, fasting to be seen only by God, adulteries in the heart. Teaches us how to pray in the Sermon on the Mount. Do not worry. Talks about that in there. Keep asking, seeking, knocking. And there's a lot more in there to, to check out. Wouldn't it be kind of mean if when Jesus came to this earth and he laid down his life for us, he said, I know you guys tried it on your own under the first covenant. And that was hard. And it pointed out that you needed a Savior. And Jesus Christ is that Savior. But what if he said, now I'm going to prepare a place for you going back to be with my Father. What if he said, now you're on your own again? But praise God, he didn't. He said, I'm sending someone to help you with this. I'm sending the Holy Spirit to teach you, to counsel you, to intercede for you, to comfort you, to help you. When we talk about applying his word, brothers and sisters, we have help. The Holy Spirit that was sent here to be with us and to help us in all things. A book that Pastor Wayne has showed me and some other guys, it says it all, the book is titled, The Most Important Person on Earth. It's referencing the Holy Spirit. Such a gift for us. Don't try to take the reins and do it on your own again. Trust God and say, Holy Spirit, I need help forgiving somebody because I was done wrong and it was bad and it was very hard and I cannot do this on my own. Holy Spirit, I need your help in forgiving. Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. It what's so beautiful about how the kingdom operates. Jesus said it nourished him to do the will of the Father. And on earth, sometimes you know we work and then we need to eat so we can keep working, we can eat. But in the kingdom, by applying his word and doing the will of, fa- of the Father, it nourishes our soul. Isn't that beautiful? It nourishes us. So what do you do if you hear a word from God? Apply it to your life. Respond to the word. If it's a word of confirmation, I believe you still have a response. One of the main responses is remember that word you got from God. There are people here that have had words spoken over them in their lives, and we're human and we tend to forget the word that was spoken. And hold on to that word. Be like the wise man when you hear his word, when you're reading his word. Take it out of the can of paint and apply it to your life. I look around this room and I see people that have gone through significant storms. And these same people have been taking the Word of God and applying it. Applying it to their lives and their living testimonies of His goodness and His promises because they've been taking the Word of God and applying it. And the, and the storms came. Their windows They were vibrating, but their house did not fall with a great crash because of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. They're applying his word. And what excites me most about this message this morning, as I close up, what excites me the most is that I can look around this same room, my brothers and sisters, and see and picture our spiritual homes being fortified as we apply His Word together as the body of Christ. We can be a city on a hill because we're taking His Word. Your walls are being fortified as you take His Word and apply it to your life. Your roofs are being strengthened. You won't have to call Brad's company out for that roof. <laughs> your spiritual house will not fall with a great crash, and your foundation of that house is Got rebar going all the way down into the rock of Jesus Christ, God the Father and the, and the Holy Spirit, because of applying His Word to your life with the help of the Holy Spirit. Would you stand with me this morning? <laughs> Praise God. Those that will be praying uh, with with folks, come down front this morning. If you need prayer for anything this morning, finances, health, fear, any situation, this is a beautiful place to be prayed, prayed for. Robert and Brandon reminded me last week that you can also come down here to intercede for somebody else, a family member, somebody that's not here. We have the Holy Spirit that intercedes for us when we don't know how to pray. We have Jesus sitting at the right hand of the throne of God interceding on our behalf. And we also can come down and intercede for those that need prayer. If you don't need prayer for anything this morning, I'm sure you can think of something to praise him for here in this place. Let's worship him together.